Hello and welcome to the Autism News Network. My name is Dr. Frampton Gwinnett and I'm joined today by our producer at the Autism News Network, Mr. Russ McKenna. Hey Russ. Hi. Hi. Thanks How for are you? Oh, doing great, doing great. Thanks for being on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. But um, a producer, I didn't, I didn't put any money into it. <laughs> you haven't put any money, in, money into it, but it's been a lot of sweat equity. You put your time in and your talent. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, so we're grateful for that. And uh, you have been a long-running member of the MUSC team and family. And how many years have you been working at MUSC now? <laughs> uh, 23 years, 11 months, 4 weeks, 1 day, 1 hour, um, 4 minutes, and 3 seconds. Excellent. So maybe by the time this podcast is over, we can do another calculation because you'll have been here longer at that point, right? Well, yeah. So you got that down to the second. Yeah, I found out when I got hired. So. Uh-huh. And then you have an app that kind of calculates that. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. And uh, one thing I've noticed about you is you always come to work armed with two green bottles of some kind of substance. What is that that fuels your energy? Uh, one, it's never two. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's got at least three here. I yeah. had a fourth one, but I drank it. Yeah, okay. So, and what's that, that drink you got there? Mellow Yellow, or as I call it, orange juice. Orange juice. <laughs> so, he calls it Mellow Yellow orange juice. And, well, uh, my uh, doctor doesn't want me to have anything with caffeine. He wants me to have plenty of water. Uh, yes, that's great. Uh, a vegetable. Uh-huh. So that's number one ingredient, carbon and water, carbon and water. Second ingredient, corn syrup. That's, that's a vegetable. vegetable. That's your vegetable. And fruit. And fruit, which is a little orange juice. Uh, well, yeah, maybe less than 1% juice, but there's probably more vitamin C than um, actual orange juice. That's possible. So there's no caffeine in Mellow Yellow? Uh, well, it's maybe... Uh, down in the ingredients, so okay. it's not in the top three. Okay, and that, but that's what that's what fuels you during the day. Well, I'm naturally hyper, but um, but yeah, awesome. It, it makes me, um, I don't know, an extra um, step, so I can um, tease my uh, coworkers and get on their nerves on purpose. Yeah, gives you a little extra energy. Yeah, put some spring in your step. That's awesome. <laughs> Spring to summer, winter, and fall in my step. Uh, that's great. Uh, so, what is your role here at MUSC? I'm in, I'm a supply specialist. Okay, you're a specialist. Yeah, supply specialist. That's what's on my supply specialist. Supply and, specialist. Okay, cool. You want me to show the camera that? Um, yeah, that's that's, that's the badge there. He's a supply specialist at MUSC, and so your job involves. Um, Moving supplies around the hospital? Well, moving, not necessarily like a mover, but um, yeah, I, I bring supplies like um, socks and syringes and all the other toothpaste, toothbrush. I mean, everything for the patient. Okay, no, that's wonderful. And I bring it up there. Yeah. I'm faster than my coworkers. I am more focused on it. I think of the patients as my siblings so I try to make sure they have this have the supplies so why I don't even let the nurses or techs or doctors 
use one-tenth of a brain cell thinking, do we have this? Right. I mean, I, I bring it up before they even know yeah. they need it. That's and I let them know if there's certain items that it's either back order or we just don't have it at that moment. Uh, that's so great. they don't have to call. Yeah, so you're doing your part yeah. to support the patient and the, and the treatment yeah. team. Yeah, so in a way I am part of the their team and not necessarily sense of supplies because <laughs> well, those supplies are mainly for my unit. Yeah. And if I get there sooner than they do, well, they lost my game. Right. So you're taking care of, of your teams. Yeah. Um, and I, I believe you mentioned that it's only required for the courier to come by maybe once a day, but you'll make multiple trips per day to ensure. Yeah, yeah. at least three times. Yeah. And I um, spot check the pictures and I let them know if they don't push the button. Um, and I got the um, busiest unit uh, for CVICU. Uh -huh. And of course, because of it, I got four East in the art building. They're worried about the budget, so that's one thing. They like the fact that I'm in there, but the nurses and techs still don't want to push the button. And the button means that we well, The Pixis, uh, they don't push the take. They just take it and if they're not going to charge the patient, I just want them to have the amount. I uh, took it on myself to make sure they do. Right. By uh, threatening them to, for me to be on another floor. Okay. So, so now they're pushing the button. Yeah, and what does the button do when they push that? Well, in the Pixis, um, if you push the take button, it, um, I mean, whoever the uh, patient is, um, they'll get charged for that particular item. Okay. And the return button, well, gives them credit. Okay, great. So it's but documenting they, and com yeah. Yeah, compliance. But if they don't push it, there is no um, record of it. And it just gets me to, um, oh no, have to go downstairs and replace it. Yeah. Which I don't mind because I love to walk around. Yeah, that's that's great. How but many... my coworkers aren't like that. <laughs> yeah. So so you love to walk. You love to move your body. How many miles a day do you typically walk when you're working? Uh, nine miles. Nine miles, and that's only a a, a portion of your work walking that you do throughout the day, right? So you walk nine yeah. miles at work, which is a lot, and then after work, what do you do? I walk some more, um, so the grand total of the day is 17. 17 miles per day, so you're doing three-fourths of a marathon every day. I guess that explains the, the multiple meliellas, and you seem to be in great physical shape. <laughs> yeah, my doctor does not condone it, but uh, yeah, he says, it, it, um, as long as I'm walking, um, he can't see anything against and I say that to my sister, who's a nurse, and she cannot believe that a doctor would say that. So she's been coming in to actually hear him say yeah. that I can drink as much, well, I say I can drink as much smelling yellows as possible. Yeah. And uh, he did say I can only have one energy drink, so. Okay. And, and the, the walking seems like it balances all that out. And, yeah. Um, what does walking do for you? Actually, it makes me think. I mean, when I'm in the art building, 
I'm thinking of if I'm walking to the my units, I'm already trying to make sure that I'm just eager to get there so I can make my list and uh, spot check the pictures and the the bins and come down and bring all the um, bedpans and, and I mean granted that's I do get needles I do get other stuff but the patients needs all that other but when I uh, go down back to Central I'm thinking I better get this item before my co-workers do right because prioritizing yeah because I want to get my units to get it not them yeah not saying I want to use them all but they notice that I would actually take everything um, possible to make sure my units get everything and they complain that they don't get it but they're not as fast as me they're not focused like me yeah and you're really in the end advocating for the patients on the units that you serve yeah, yeah that's wonderful and I keep saying well if you want this particular unit to have supplies then let me have that unit and they think I'm overworking myself which I'm having too much fun to call it is that right? Yeah, everyone in Central, I mean, in, uh, in MUSC, clocks in to go to work. I clock in to go to play. And I have so much fun. I mean, it's with it's the people I talk with or just um, acting the way I am. Yeah. That's so great. And... It's, so it's the relationships you have there, it's the patients, it's the nurses, it's the teams. Yeah. Um, I never, I may never see the, the patients per se, but to me, I think of them as my siblings. But I may not. Uh, I do see the nurses and techs and doctors, and they all know me by my name. That's fantastic. Yeah, and they, my, if you go to the art building right now. Go to the fourth and sixth and uh, fifth floor. Just ask them, what do you think of of me? Just say Russ. Uh, and they might say, well, he's a little weird and maybe a little funny, but when it comes to the job, we really don't care <laughs> right. what he acts like. Yep. Let him have as many mental ills or get some chocolates or whatever. No, really. We're not supposed to have um, drinks or food. But I would, to for CVICU, I would have like a um, hard-boiled egg. And um, they don't say a thing. So your performance really is yeah. so high. That yeah. That's awesome. I can actually wear uh, my Beatles shirt. To, uh, they don't care. Yeah. My uh, supervisor or my coordinator, they will, my units couldn't care less. Because you do such a good job. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And no one can keep up with me. Yeah. Nope. And all three ships, no one. And, and I'm the oldest person there. You got these 20-year-olds yeah. who cares more about their um, their hair, 40 hours, or their pay. or And they say, this is hard, this. And some of them don't even um, call out when they don't come. I mean, it's yeah. there's no... Um, team effort there. Again, people would I work with would say, that's not my job. That's not my floor. I'm going to go lunch. And I'm saying, well, it's more for me. They stay eight hours. Um, hey, the ship's done. Whether they're done or not, I stay between 12 and 14 hours, making sure 
this units that I'm signed to gets everything. That's amazing. That's a long shift. <laughs> well, my siblings need these supplies. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's part of the autism. I mean, I know that people focus some on themselves, others, but the patience is the most important thing. And, and what am I going to do at home? I mean, yeah, I got my latch hook to do, or I got, uh, I don't know. I'm just too hyper just to um, stand around, so. Yeah. But I think it's wonderful that you're a patient-driven guy. And um, you mentioned autism, and can you take us back through when you first were diagnosed or told that you have autism? And So they're walking to uh, Maine, whether they're in wheelchair or crutches or even bedridden, they march over. Someone may have to push their bed, but they have to cross the street and they look both ways and maybe they get run over, but they want to get to Maine so they can have their mellow yellow. And that's in the cafeteria? Or? Yeah. yeah. Maine has it, yeah. but art doesn't. Okay. And so you get your supply over at Maine? No, if I don't get my uh, orange juice, I get my substitute, Monster. Okay. <laughs> that they sell. Yeah. But no, no mellow yell. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so that's definitely your rocket fuel. And um, you had alluded to autism earlier. Um, do you remember how old you were when, when you first learned that you had autism? Actually, I didn't know I had autism until I join this group. Mm -hmm. I mean the word autism. Never yeah. heard of it. Mm -hmm. I kept um, well at first no one I, we didn't know. I had um, see every uh, three years my dad would be promoted. We went from New York to Ohio. This is when you were growing up? Yeah. No um, I was going in first grade. They had to set me back. Uh, well, in New York, I was in kindergarten. They had to send me back because they didn't understand why I'm acting the way I am. So here we moved from New York to uh, Ohio. A speech teacher told my mom that I'm retarded because I couldn't pronounce my L's and R's right. Now she, who was born in New Jersey, like myself, she came in with that same accent. We just moved from New York. Speech teacher was amazed. She didn't think, she didn't realize that they are <laughs> the other uh, 49 states that I could have came from. So she didn't realize that your accent might have been mistaken for right. a speech challenge. Yeah, and um, they, she even tried to get me to use my right hand. I'm both flipped and right-handed. But she thought that was wrong to be left-handed. She wanted to use my right hand all the time. And I fact, with my left hand and my right hand. It's whatever has, whatever the pen is next to, that's the one I use. That's really interesting. So you can actually write with both hands. Yeah. I can write it forward and back. And I tend to have these stories in my head, but I could write from the 
first, um, from the very last word to the first one, because my mind's always thinking. Yeah, you, and we have talked offline about how you maybe think differently, and that's like your superpower. Well, yeah. What? My, that took, um, I don't do drawings. Um, I just do it in my head. For Logic Rug? I don't understand. Because when you do, do a drawing, you don't, um, you have to go in between the lines and everyone knows what you're doing. But hey, if I don't like what's happening here, I can always pull it out, put something else. Yeah, so when you're doing Latchuk, you'll imagine the pattern and then just kind of lay it No, out. it just stays there and I have to bring it out. So you or, see an image in your mind? Yeah, yeah. It just, you give me a color, red, blue, and orange, and all of a sudden I will have a design in my head. Mm -hmm. But I have to cut the yarn, that's what takes so long, but yeah, I love it. That's awesome. It's the only time I actually am calmed down. Okay, when you're doing lacho. Yeah. That's great, and I, I do feel like your you know, thinking process might not be like everyone else's. And it's, it's been at times an advantage, at times a challenge. Yeah. Well, again, um, about uh, when we moved to Michigan, again, I was in fifth grade, but they thought I wasn't um, doing um, the ability, so they put me in another school, and I had to go down to fourth grade. When I was still in Ohio, I actually had a reading teacher. Kid you not, a reading teacher that took us all kindergarten because they have a TV. So five days a week, we got to watch Sesame Street. That's how she thought, taught us. The teacher did the same thing, only we saw an electric company. And I thought, I could have done this at home. Exactly. Why? But So you were, you were obviously a very, very bright guy. Yeah. What do you think it was that made people believe that you were not a bright guy when you were growing up? Um, I did have trouble reading. Mm -hmm. So I guess the teachers tried to put me in a class, or tried to put me in a group thinking I'm, I guess I'm dumb or st stupid, so he moved me with other people who even worse off than me. Yeah, and it's always been. Uh, I'm, I'm not trying to make myself better, but it's always seemed to be worse off because they never seem to put me in a group with the same um, abilities. Yeah, yeah. It's always and like those or those who um, we call it intellectually control. disabled. Oh, yeah. they changed the name again? Yeah, it's just a little bit more, um, I think, supportive, to say it that way. Oh, if well. You, if you don't mind, would you be able to tell the audience how old you are now? Uh, I always say, um, do you want mental, physical, or spiritual? All of them. Uh, mental, I've been told I act like a um, five-year-old. Except for my sister, who thinks I act like a one-year-old. That's emotionally. So, yeah. yeah. So okay. I'm here, um, hey, I'm young. Right. So <laughs> what do I care? Exactly. And then um, chronologically, how old are you? Well, 
61. 61. So when you... I love the... Do, do not... I'm saying, oh, he's an old man. Like I said, I I don't have any wrinkles. I don't have any um, health issues. So bring it. I mean, if you want to call me old, fine. But you're doing great. Oh. And yeah. I, and I think being the age you are, looking back <clears throat> at kindergarten, elementary school, middle yeah. school, high school... This was an era when awareness of autism was much lower than it is now. Exactly. Yeah, and so you had mentioned previously that you really didn't hear that you had autism until you joined the Autism News Network. Right. Well, again, um, by the time we moved to Massachusetts, then they realized I have a learning disability. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, what happened from childhood to now right it's now it's a when so here I am from that knowing I'm having a learning disability to I come in here I've never heard the word autism I thought that's uh, I didn't like that word at first because it reminds me of all timers you know it has the all sure and uh, my dad um, had Alzheimer's, and I don't necessarily like anything that connecting with that. Right, it's really hard. But um, but autism being a, a separate condition, um, do you feel like you see some things in common with some of the other Autism News Network members? Uh, now my. Sisters say I'm obsessive and about the Beatles, about Batman, and of my iPhone. But I'm not obsessive with the uh, video games. I mean, I never got into that. Yeah, that's what's definitely different about you versus some of the younger members. Well, yeah, and it, whether it's main or art, I see the same thing. Um, housekeeping, um, laundry, um, the cafeteria, secretaries, nurses, doctors, techs, um, everyone on their phone, um, texting, maybe watching a movie. Social media. When, yeah. You don't have that. Comparing, well, uh, comparing the autism group and uh, if you want to ask them, you'll see, you couldn't tell the difference. Right. But, uh, yeah, I do have some games, and um, and I better just watch uh, my favorite uh, TV shows. But Yeah, and you mentioned, you know, technology, iPhones. I believe the first time we met, which was several years ago, you were carrying five iPhones on your person? Uh, yeah, and I still have them at home. Okay. But... I can't um, hold them all with uh, my orange juice. Yeah, with the mellow yellow orange juice. Yeah. So you but, had. Uh, yeah, I have um, five iPhones at home, and I still love them. I still play with them. Uh, well, I still um, give. I still call them by my the names I gave them. But to tell you how obsessive I am with the Beatles, my uh, I should have brought them. 
my 3GS, I named John. And that's a really old iPhone, right? Yeah. Named him John. Uh, my iPhone 4 is Paul. I think we know who I'm talking about. Sure. Um, my iPhone 5C, his name is uh, Stu. No, the third, actually. The third uh, Stu Um Was the only one, actually, um, now he was John Lennon's friend, mm -hmm. but he was the only one that quit on his own. And uh, it had nothing to do with it, but he had a tumor and and died. But John Lennon um, encouraged him to join because, you know, he thought, well, maybe um, if he, because um, he was an art student, Stu wasn't, but John thought, well, with the money that he so because of his uh, painting he can use that to buy a bass and he could pretend because he didn't know how to play um, Stu liked it because it had that image that he wanted but um, he did what John Lennon said and just hold the guitar on the bass guitar and um, looked on the back just to so no one know how he played. Amazing. Did you have any iPhones named Pete? Yes. For what's that one named after? Well, well again, uh, George Harrison came next. That was my iPhone uh, 6 Plus. Then um, my uh, iPad. Three mini. His name was Pete. Okay. For Pete Best. Yeah. Yeah. He was actually um, the first drummer before Ringo, and uh, so technically he was the fifth Beatle, whereas Ringo was the sixth. So Ringo got um, my iPod. Okay. So, so some of these, what maybe people would call obsess obsessions, you, you started thinking, hey, maybe I could have autism based on what my family's telling me about how I get well, preoccupied I, with things. Yeah, I didn't know I had the word autism. Just like I didn't know stupid. Was there a long time in your life where... I'd be called everything in the book, yeah. and yet I'm not any of it. Right. Was there a period of your life where, the, where you, you didn't have friends? Um... Mainly my classmates, mainly. Um, like I said, I was called a retard. No, I, excuse me, I was called a And I thought, now that's kind of funny. But, you know, you, you tend to believe what people say. So I'm thinking, am I? They're the ones that like sports. I liked, uh, I didn't care for sports. That's what they thought. But uh, yeah, and yet I'm with my, I have a high IQ. You do. Every time someone says something about me, it's the opposite. And I think that's weird. They like to judge me. They like to um, point fingers, make them look good. But since I became a born-again Christian, nothing. I, I laugh at that. I'm 
make jokes about it. I even um, tease everyone. And the smart ones know not to tease me back. The dumb ones try to, and I just do it worse. Um, it's good natured teasing. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned your spiritual age. You want to talk about that? Uh, yeah. Um, about, what, 40 years? Okay. And it actually started, I mean, the process after John Lennon um, was murdered, or as I say, assassinated. Yeah, when I read that article, with two women in New York and one man in Florida committed suicide because they couldn't live without John Lennon. Right. I got thinking, one, I wouldn't be able to listen to him in the afterlife. Two, who cares what people think? If the people around me think one way, I mean, everyone at that time knew I love the Beatles and John Lennon. Why should I have people in different states or um, who I never met and they never met me um, think the same way? Right. Those two, those three people, I don't know their names. I just know that what they did, who knows what they had in their life. Maybe there was something in the, that wasn't fulfilled. I don't know. I had to um, separate myself more or less. I then listened to the wrong songs, something which my brother listened to, and I would always say, oh, no, the Beatles are better. Um, Beatles better this. Beatles, Beatles. I'm sure he got sick of the Beatles because that's all I play. But uh, yeah, I listened to the Beatles, then I listened to the Who, and when I listened, I have their albums. I so I have all the Rolling Stones, the, all the Who, in vinyl, by the way, the Kinks. Um, I pretty much the Monkees um, got all the British rock. The Monkees is considered the um, British because of Danny Jones of Davy Jones and uh, Bubblegum and um, a regular group, but I can get into Bubblegum another time. That's like uh, okay. a, a whole week uh, part. Yeah, yeah, that's a wholly different. Now you but, mentioned when um, you came to the Autism News Network that you finally found some friends. Can you talk yeah. about that? Yeah. Um, well, I didn't mention the Christianity that was coming up, but um, yeah, I uh, came to um, autism group because you helped me with um, well anyone that knows who she is, I always say is the witch, the wicked witch of the West. And if I ever see her again, I have said this: if I ever see her again, I hope I have a bucket of water because I want to see her melt. Really, she she was awful. Everyone hated her. I mean, if I had that bucket of water, I may lose my job. Well, but everyone around 
be applauded. Mm -hmm. And I don't care if I get fired. I'll have a smile on my face knowing I put that bucket of water on her. Oh, that'd be, I would take my iPhone and take a picture of her um, being all wet. So you I would I, have it framed. I would yeah. put it on the... So you and I connected in the last year or so Yeah. in the office, and we talked about the yeah. Office of News Network, and you, what made you interested? Well, um, like I said, you helped me with that, and I thought nothing um, more or less. I thank you for the letter that you were going to do, but nothing. I mean, I just thought uh, it's, the trouble with her was, wasn't major anymore. I mean, she tried, continuing trying, but, yeah. But something inside of you but, yeah. made you think. But, yeah, um, somehow my sister found out about um, this group that you had, autism. I said, Sue. I don't know about this autism. I have a learning disability. How can I um, have autism? I'm still thinking of Alzheimer's and how it could, But uh, no, I, she said that's what they call it now. I don't know what the word autism means, the actual word. I like to look up stuff. Um, but then she told me about this email you had, uh, uh, the website. And I, I've gotten interested, so I got in your group. You, um, I'm amazed. Uh, usually, I would assume maybe we would have a circle and talk about um, ourselves, kind of like a psychiatrist type thing. And no, there was group activity. Everyone was moving around. Now I only could see you every other uh, Thursday. And I know you could say you can um, write up something, and you may have to, because... Um, yeah, we want, this more, we want more rest. Well, yeah, but there's also a new um, new people coming in, and this one guy thought it's best to have everyone come in Monday through Friday and have another group come in on the weekends which means I may not be here every other Monday, may not be here every other Thursday, so you may have to um, write that letter. Yeah. Um, but I like the every other Monday and every other Thursday, and I love to work on the weekends, so <laughs> it's go they're going to have a problem, especially since I have more seniority than everyone, yeah. and the units love me, right. so I got that going. Yeah, so, but, but you've made some connections at the A and Yeah, Talk but like that. I said, you, you, you tell went us about there. This. You tell us about. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, you went there the second time, I, and um, I, would it be alright for me to say that I think of them as babysitters because they were just standing there. We had some students there who were maybe not interacting as much as yeah me and Lisa. Yeah, and. Um, so I thought it was odd. Okay, put um, he had she had the blue and black um, magic markers put on the forehead, and we were supposed to get up and scribe it. 
so that the other can um, guess. It's kind of a game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't want to put him on the spot, but I like to think of it as a family. So, so I hear David is a loud voice going from one person to another saying, "You look like you have a black hole." Now, the colors are either black or blue, and black hole, black hole, is that blue color? No, no, I think that is a black. But um, again, I only seen him do it, um, say something, so at least he was interacting. Yeah. But everyone else was just walking about and saying nothing. So you're new there, you don't know anybody, people aren't necessarily right. talking to you except for David. Yeah, and, and then what happened? Well, like I said, we then get in the chair, we have uh, the blue team and the red team, and we're supposed to guess um, the letter for Hangman. Yeah. I know how to play it better than... Uh, don't get me wrong, it's an easy game, but I know... Like the letter E is the most used letter in the alphabet. So I can um, say in order what letters are, what it could be. S being the next, T is the next, M and um, <laughs> Q, X, and Z are not. That would be like the last on the bottom, but. I so know. You guys are playing some kind of like icebreaker exercises or games. Maybe, but I yeah. thought it wasn't. Um, we could have done something else. At least, maybe get to know each other better or something. Talk about whatever. Um, <laughs> one woman had a uh, shoebox and wanted uh, the same woman wanted me to put my iPhone, a hundred and fifty dollar phone, into a box. Now, I have it in my uh, pocket, and I had my latch hook in my bag. But I'm not going to put my um, iPhone, mine, in a shoebox. Yeah, and do you know why we do that? Ask everyone to put their phones in the box? Yeah, because everyone else is a, um, wants to get on it. Yeah, during the group. Well, yeah. I, yeah, I can understand that, but like I said, uh, you would have to take my latch hook and put in this the shoe box. I see. Yeah, but you've made some interactions there. You've made some but friends yeah. with Anna. Well, yeah. I, as I would continue, maybe I talked too much, but at the end of the group, I thought, well, I'm just going to go home like I did the last one because there was no one. Um, contacted me um, but I really thought I mean everyone was talking about the state fair no one came to me mm -hmm. and I thought how friendly can this place be right I figured eh, I'm I enjoyed my uh, days off you know I could sleep in and the night before I could stay up so who needs to sit here and do Hangman, when I got texts, nurses, secretaries, doctors, I mean, actually come to me and ask, um, it, 
do do we have this or do we, or just to say hi to come down play t- hangman and just be as though um, I'm um, really uh, what's the word valuable or not really doing anything I, it's like everyone knows me not included and not part of it no so I was figuring nah I tried it twice um maybe if you were there maybe that would stay but it was just nothing for me which means I would go and you might have to contact my sister maybe my sister would contact me but I just would tell her that it's just not for me and then I would have done that. However, one person walked, got out of the chair and walked towards me and asked me to have lunch in the cafeteria. I said, great. So now I have a chance to, um, well, now I have somewhat of maybe a friend. Yeah. Maybe I could contact or maybe she could, um, we get to know each other better. Yeah. I mean, who knows what the possibilities of the future could be. Right. And that's something new for you at that point. Well, yeah, to um, have someone just walk up to me. And I um, haven't had necessarily an actual friend for quite some time mm-hmm. um, just to hang out with. How long would you say it's been before that? And maybe it's because of my fault too, but probably 25 years. 25 years. Um, but yeah, um, when I, when my parents and I lived in Seabrook, no, there was I had a friend, and he might be interested in this too because he has. But yeah, we got to talking, and I'm sure he was trying to uh, keep up with me, but I just. Well, with working at MUC and and this, maybe I don't have necessarily that um, drive to continue. But it's just, I mean, I could call them right now. We can hang out, whatever. But it's not the necessarily the same. I mean, he's in Seabrook. I'm here. So after 25 years, you've started to make a few friends at the Autism News Network. Yeah, just, again, one at that one time. That was the start of it. Yeah. Uh, and I got several. It, well, yeah. So Melissa, who I thought, great, but she was on the phone, you know, in the cafeteria. And Melissa was playing my talking Angela. I have that on my iPhone. Yeah, okay. And she was saying, um, do you think this is childish? I said, no. I have all the um, Talking Tom's friends. And I have Angela, that's pretty much for a um, woman, so I don't see anything wrong with it. I like it. I like the fact that you can talk um, and answers back. Or you can hit them and they fall down or something. Right. But 
So you're yeah. finding common interests with some of the other oh, yeah. participants. Yeah. Talking Angela, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Little Shop of Horrors. Um, it's like whatever she talks about, I love. And, that's, and vice versa. Yeah, and that's how friends are made, finding those common yeah. interests. That's wonderful. But everything. Yeah. N not just some here, there, but everything. Yeah. Six. <laughs> and then um, two weeks later, um, we had another. Um, it was great because, again, I had um, at least Melissa there, but then I got to know David and Val. I may not have known them if Melissa didn't come to me. Right. And That's wonderful. Yeah. And Melissa puts her phone number in my iPhone. Now, to let you know, this iPhone, or any of my iPhones, no one other than myself touched. But I had it open because she wanted to put my... Um, Put her phone number. She wanted me to give her phone number to me, and yeah, here I am. Yeah, exchanging contact information. So, that's normal. That's great. So here I'm um, opening up. She just grabs it. Not only um, puts her name in it, but her address, her birthday. Uh, it's like, wow, I know more about her. Uh, but yeah, really, and she might be the only one. Um, if there is a, someone else's fingerprints on it, is Melissa's. Yeah. I mean, that's that says a lot about her. For sure. But, um, yeah, and people started, my coworkers who I tease daily, no, hourly, secondly, started teasing me saying I got a girlfriend and saying, oh, they're going to contact a girlfriend of mine in the Philippines, and she's always afraid that I'm going to leave her for a 20-year-old, and uh, my coworkers would really hurt her, and I would have to listen to it. Yeah, uh, so trying to convince you, no, this is not happening, but... Yeah. Now, you've mentioned that for a good while, the Autism News Network, you were an observer. Actually, the first time you came in, it was right in this room. You showed up, and we had to record a voiceover. Um, that we were working on. So you literally knew nobody. I sat you down in front of a mic and you recorded a voiceover. That was yeah. the first one. And after that, you had a period where you were really sitting back, kind of observing. And you mentioned to me that you wanted to start doing stuff, right? Well, yeah, I wanted to be part of the team, yeah. the group. And just to sit there um, every other Thursday and do nothing. When I'm so used to um, doing stuff, something, yeah. I don't care what it is. Yeah. It's just something. I mean, I, it would be great to do a podcast. I've never ha been on a podcast, but I, I'm glad that you asked. Yeah, and here we are. Yeah, but I couldn't, can't really edit anything because that's on Tuesday. I work on Tuesday, so that's... Yeah. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there, and um, I think you're going to be really great at editing. And um... But yeah, now I'm on this um, and, um group thing and... Group chat? Yeah. Now, I love my name, Robert Russell McKenna Jr. Yeah. Um, there was a history of that name. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, uh, my dad's, well, my dad's mom had a friend who, her friend named her son 
Russell Robert, but he died. She asked him, asked her, can she use the name but called Robert Russell? So she named my dad Robert Russell McKenna. And like any dad would do, name him, name his first son after him. Mm-hmm. And I was a junior. So there's a history in that. And I love the full name. My email, I put my full name. As I was on this group me or some of the things that I have said, I sound like I was joking. People took it seriously. I mean, it's hard when you text something to yeah. make people think that I'm um, one way when they probably are used to a serious conversation. Yeah. And so the Autism News Network has a group meet chat and we you know, go back and forth on that. So you changed your name on that. Yeah. Right? Your alias. Yeah, because, Tell well, me. it would be nice to have some sort of nickname because it's Sub-Zero yeah. and I'm tempted to call him Add zero, yeah. Because I don't know anything about these video games, and so a lot of the people in the chat have aliases that yeah. they use. Godfather, yeah. Um, Broadway girl, yeah. And, and what's yeah. yours? Seriously, silly. Okay. I got the serious and silly together because yeah. I'm both, but I like to stay sil- silly, or because life is short. Why be serious? Right. Um, my emails when <coughs> my general manager um, who promised to have Mel, all my managers doesn't keeps talking to the uh, someone in the cafeteria but apparently it's not uh, being delivered here so yeah well we're gonna go ahead and wrap up and I want to thank you for being here today and uh, thank the audience for listening this has been the Autism News Network Podcast. I'm Dr. Frampton Gwinnett. I've been joined by Robert Russell McKenna Jr., a.k.a. Russ, who is a producer here at the Autism News Network. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Can't wait. <laughs>